What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? Welcome to the show, everyone. Here we are. Good morning. Good morning. Here, here we are, bi-coastal. In this way. Um, the Gulf Coast. Well, the coast of Gulf. Of the yeah, Gulf of I mean, Mexico. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I'm not near a body of water, but I can't be sure of that. Uh, nobody understands how Texas works. It's huge. It's abs- It's its own country. They behave like their own country. There's some sounds. I'm going to make a puff coffee pod. Does anyone know how to do that? Yeah, you just stick it in there and then you press the thing down and you hit the button. Right. It's a, it's a machine that looks unfamiliar to me. Who made this one? Hmm. It's, it's Hyatt Regency brand. I feel like someone should make a Mrs. Coffee. Mrs.? Like Mrs. Yeah, there's like a Mr. Coffee, like that oh, machine. I thought you were doing a play on Southern States, Mississippi. Uh, a, t- <laughs> a Ms. Coffee. I don't. I don't understand those gendered, married. That's dynamics. insane. Mr. Miss, coffee. Miss. Ms. That's. Yeah, very strange. I also think I. You know, I've been watching a lot of. Um, government stuff, hearings, etc. About what? Just anything. Oh, okay. And they're always calling each other gentle, the gentleman and the gentle lady. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, you have to stop that. that that's that gotta go. Yeah, who's gonna take that on? Gentle person. Gentle person. Okay. I turned on the coffee pot machine. Pray for the best. Um, I like my coffee milky. There's certainly no milk in here, but what there is is powdered um, creamer, which I think they're calling whitener, which I'm like, whoa, that's whitener. Whitener. It's powdered. It's, yeah, they're calling it... I mean, it's also scary how those creamers are shelf-stable. Well, thank goodness. Did you remember that? that, Remember that episode of The Last of Us with the gay? Uh huh. Thank goodness for shelf-stable foods, right? Because yeah, absolutely. For the end times. For yeah, to have like a lovely, comfortable gay life in the suburbs. When but there's only one of those. There were two. Yeah. There were well, two. There were two. I'll remind you. And then there's some other person. And there are other people. Surviving. And they had house guests. What a nice life. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Vic Offerman really, really figured it out. You know, he knew. He knew it was coming. You're, you're at a loss for words. You can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a video game TV show. So Is that what you and Jack are doing up there? Yeah, preparing? we're getting ready for the end times. Wow, with that compost situation, I thought, this really is end times, because those are some of the biggest compost receptacles I've ever seen. No, no, no. Those are pretty standard. Really? Maybe the scale, yeah. I was confused, because there was... Well, they're like six feet each. That's big, No. I think it's, um, 
It's like six That's months of compost in that. 18 feet of compost in your yard, but look, I'm accustomed to people having a bucket in the freezer, so I. Well, I but get that's it. not composting. That's just collecting the compost. That has to I, that then goes somewhere. Oh. It's not actually so, decomposing there. It's just hanging out until it goes somewhere else. Yeah, I see. So well, now they have know, those. We have a little bucket under our sink for compost. They have those countertop. Um, composters now where you like put your stuff in it and then it like I don't know if it like heats it to make it fall apart or what but yeah I don't know what's going on there either it's probably a temperature controlled thing cause right it's basically like a rice cooker and they just don't put have your name like, on it but you don't have microbes bugs and stuff so um it's just melting your food I guess no I don't know maybe <laughs> I mean maybe there's there... there's obviously stuff in the food itself Maybe that rice cooker comes with a few worms that you throw in there. Yeah, I don't really understand how that works because at some Sorry. point you have to stop putting stuff in so that you can let it decompose so that you can use it. That's why there's three sections to I see, compost I see. system. It's being so loud. So like, what? Sorry, the, um. Oh, it's over. The little, the coffee pot machine. Is I didn't really... even hear it. Oh, well, the people will have heard it because of my microphone on my iPad, but it was like, Mah! um, but it's over. It's over. Oh, wow. I'm putting two packets of whitener in my coffee. Very scary. I just didn't want to leave my hotel room. And I mean, there is coffee downstairs. Can you have um, some milk delivered to you that isn't poison? Well, there is also milk downstairs at the little bagel shop I could buy, but again, I didn't want to leave my room. I get that. I, I get didn't that. Leave my room. Um, has the show opened? It opens tonight. Oh, tonight. tonight. Is the night. tonight. Yes, and then Harriet and I get on a jet plane tomorrow morning. Oh, Harriet's there too. That's Indeed, nice. the whole family's here. That's so Justin nice. and Patricia and Lucia. Oh. So nice. And then Brandon, the lighting designer. And I even genius. friend of the podcast, Jonathan Allsbury's here staging a work for Azure Barton. Oh. And another that friend is of the podcast. So fun. I know. We're having a nice time. I tried to get um opening night tickets for Illinois, but they seem to be unavailable. I think the whole thing is sold out, except they made another show for those of you who really, really want to get in somehow. But well, I'm um, not paying for tickets. Let that be known. I see. Well, I probably <laughs> have good. a. I probably have a comp. I said free night. tickets, please. Oh yeah, I'll take yeah. a comp. Yeah, but then I won't. See how I won't be able to see how Jack goes. will have to sneak in. Jack, I mean. It sounded like we'd be able to get a ticket for the second or third performances, which I, see. I think are the only ones we could both go to. So, um, Justin's made a very nice piece here in Houston Ballet. I must say, I've been enjoying watching it every time. It's like um, it goes from this very uh, well, it's Philip Glass, a, like a rarely heard score. What does it sound? Can you sing it? Yeah. That sounds like Philip Glass. Yeah, but then it, eventually singers come in and they're like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, it's performed live or is it recorded? 
It is live, but the singers are actually um, synthesized because this piece famously oh, dam damages people's fun. vocal cords. This is this is evil art making. Well, you know, it's minimalism. I don't think that it was Philip Glass's intent to hurt singers, but well, and then, and then. Well, that's just that's just ignorance, then, no? He's he's so ignorant. <laughs> um. Synthesize okay. that shit. Taking my coffee over to the desk. I had a nice, I had a both a normal like built-in desk and a movable table in this room, which has been a godsend because I've been crafting. Oh. Yes, indeed. Making making little toothpick houses. Little gifts for the dancers. <laughs> <laughs> little gifts. Little dollhouse versions of uh, their costumes. Oh my god, that would have been. So cute. I did have the thought because we had a lot of comments in fittings about how soft the fabric was. I don't, mm. which was strange. It made me think, like, what are y'all wearing here? Paper at the Houston Ballet, exactly. Because it was, it was nylon stretch mesh, famously like the most ubiquitous fabric in dance costuming. At least oh, I did for... have a, I did have a Pam Tanowitz costume idea of using, uh, turf, green that green turf that Pam loves to pull out. Let's do it. And I thought that would that would hurt. <laughs> but I did think it could also be a print. Oh yeah, it could be a print. That would look nice. Anyway. But also like I think I think turf could be made into some kind of a costume. Yeah, used, you know, placed strategically. Yeah. Also there just... are probably versions. I don't know. Oh, like softer yeah, low softer low pile, low pile versions. Yeah. There's lots of turf around Houston because God knows grass can't survive here. Sun is, sun is like, I will kill you immediately yeah. if you dare stick your face above the ground. Um, but I was seeing, okay, so the dancers kept coming into the fittings and being like, wow, this fabric is so soft. And I'd be like, oh, they'd be like, what is it? And I was like, well, it's stretch mesh. And they'd be like, weird. Oh, and I'd be like, stretch mm. mesh. What does that mean? It's just like, okay, so. Because that dance, doesn't sound like fabric. A, a kind of fabric that sounds like a style of fabric. Okay. Like, well, is it cotton? No, it's What's nylon. The, it's nylon. It's okay. nylon. And so, for example, like, the costumes for I was waiting for the Echo of a Better Day, the one you made the gorgeous mm -hmm. film of, those are entirely stretch mesh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, it's that, like, dance fabric that, like, often leotards, like, part of it, the sleeves are made from it or whatever. Okay. So the costumes here are also made from ivory stretch mesh. The dancers kept saying, oh, it's so soft. And I was like, okay, random. Hmm. And then I thought maybe I should do their little gifts with a piece of the stretch mesh because they're also like interested in it. But then I didn't. I didn't. So they could touch it and ch check in with their sensual right. experience. They yeah. could touch it and remember. Remember. Remember that Halloween when you were nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still um, have, I don't, I've never seen that show I know well I don't think anyone has do you think Jack really. dreamed it no I have seen video it's oh. psychotic There, I think there was a I can't I was going to say I think there was a movie made of it but I can't really imagine that being the case but who knows now this is a musical of that John Cassavetes movie what? opening night 
Um, I don't even know, actually. <laughs> what I think that musical a, is. I, I think, think it's, it's a musical not, of Opus. But is oh, okay. it? I don't know. No, I mean, no, I think it's something else. Also, for those of you who are new to the podcast, I mean, at least within the last two to three years, (laughs) 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 Um, you got to watch opening night. You got to watch opening night. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to watch uh, Queerrell tonight. There's a queer film series in Hudson. Hmm. What oh, so that's was it? What movie? Queerell. Oh, sorry. I, I thought that was Todd Haynes movie. Really? Like an early Todd Haynes, but let me look it up because I'm actually questioning. I thought maybe it was just the queer version of that movie with Isabelle Huppert. <laughs> oh no! This is this is this is the Fassbender movie, but it it's also about Jean Genet. Hmm. It's based on Jean Genet thing, which Todd Haynes, and they're, I think they're sort of similar. I don't think this is a good movie though, but whatever. Now, what um, is what's another Fassbender film? Any that I've heard of? Um, yeah, okay. Help me, help me. Um, what's the famous help. one with the women? Um, I have to use the internet because yeah, this with, is how my brain with works. the women, um, Hannah, the women. Uh, uh, fear of fear. The the bitter tears of Petra von Kant. Oh, is the, okay. Is the kind of now, definitely a film I've one. I've heard of but never seen. Heard of but um, never seen. Yeah, I mean they're very theater. Mm-hmm. So is why I'm not the biggest fan. Um, but they are, but they are wild and. Um, we all struggle with Fight. theater around Fight. here. Theater feelings. I mean, mm. it's... But they're, they are movies, but they're very theatrical. I see. So, uh, it's not like those awful movies that are actually just theater. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, Who directed that movie with um, Isabella Johnny and She's So Crazy and Sam Neill? Possession. Mm-hmm. Possession oh, he's like he's like Romanian is, or something. Yeah, what is his name? Hmm. Um, Nobody knows. Hmm. Oh, Zulowski. Oh yeah. And he has another movie called like Love, Love of Love, or Lovey, Lovey Love, or something. That's oh, God. not as good, but it. Um, uh, it is worth watching. I think it's on Criterion. What is it called? It's called, like, Love is the the Greatest Thing. Love mm. or something like that. Um, well, speaking of sick movies, did you end up seeing Bo is Afraid? Sick movies. Oh, yes, I did, honey. Let's talk about Bo is Afraid. It's been, like, a week since I've seen it. Okay. Wow. 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 This movie is... Incredible <laughs> and not worth seeing in a theater. Oh, wow. It's okay. sort of my take. I'm like, I, so like, I was definitely there with you of the like, I have to go now. Feeling. I want to go. 
I really want to go. But it is, like, full of, like, really incredible filmmaking. Mm. But the plot, the writing is bad. Mm. It's as bad as I thought the writing was. But I don't like reading screenplays. So when I read it, I was like, this seems like... It reminded me of Mother. Mother. That um, Aronofsky movie with the... Oh, I, I... I never saw that, but that makes sense based on the previous. You know, it's just sort of like, make whatever movie you want, and then they just make this kind of adolescent masturbation movie. Right. Like, you, they have a couple, like, successful films, and then the production company says, go to town, doll. Do what and you then, want. Yeah. yeah, and then they do that. It's where you're just like, I, I, I. This is, I, like, not I thought, I, I, I. I, I, I. But it's also incredible, right? Like, there's, like, incredible, like... So, basically, this movie's broken into four sections-ish. So, there's, like, this first section that's in the city, and it's, like, kind of apocalypse. Hell. New York City. Yeah. Um, where it's just, like, people are insane and, like, stabbing each other in the streets and, like... Right. Um, it's like what Republicans in Mississippi think New York is, you know? <laughs> yeah, basically. So, like, there are, like, incredible, like, scenes of, like, choreographed people and movement and... Uh, but it's also, like, what are we doing here? Right, um, like, the, act- the action of that whole chapter is pretty incredible and in the yeah. way that, like, it makes you so afraid. It really does. I mean, I... <laughs> really makes you understand. Yeah, I mean, it's a movie afraid. about, like, anxiety... Yeah, so much. ...caused by mothers is sort of... How would you describe it? Well, mother I mean, anxiety. He hates women. One one might say. Well, so there's also this whole like backstory with like the father who, <sighs> spoiler alert, like turns out to be a dick. You know, like literally. Um, <laughs> I forgot um, about that. Wow. So then the second space is like the suburbs. He's basically kidnapped by this couple after they hit him with his truck. And he doesn't realize he's kidnapped until like he can't escape. And the whole while he's trying to get home to his mother who a little way in, he finds out that she's been crushed by a chandelier, her head specifically. Wait, I have a question. Yeah. Why did that couple, Nathan Lane and wife, want want to keep him? My reading is that they had this son and they're trying to, like, oh, replace, replace him. Now, so, when the daughter drank the paint, that was uh-huh. one of the worst things I've ever been through in a movie theater. This pretty, I thought, that's pretty I, thought I was going to throw up in the aisle. Horror mo- moment of someone yeah. watching someone drink paint. It's really a amazing. Can, a can of wall paint. It made me so sick. Really amazing. Okay. Anyways, going along. Same. Um, So then he, like, escapes that place. And then ends up in the woods. And this, like... For me, the most incredible, like, worthwhile thing to see of this movie is the sequence that, like, going into the woods, finding this theater theater troupe, watching this gorgeous theatrical production that leads to like this incredible animated animation so just like filmmaking wise i really loved and appreciated how rich and like but even that like the storyline of the whole thing 
was not good. Yeah. And then like, you know, there's something about art and kind of like, kind of like, oh, this is my story. And then realizing it's not your story and that you've kind of projected yourself into someone else's life. Right. Like that's fun. Um, and the kind of like almost, almost camp ishness of like dramatic feeling that turns out to be a false kind of comic projection of feelings. Indeed. And then what? He is chased out of that scenario. He, he does find his way to his childhood home. Yeah. And then he, like, hitchhikes home. And arrives after the funeral. And They're cleaning it up. Is in this, like, very rich woman. His, his mother's very rich, rich. Like, right. she was, what, like a pharmaceutical executive? I don't remember. I don't know. At that point, I was like, get me yeah, out of here. Yeah, she's like a pharmaceutical executive because later on, at some point, you see like all of this, like these old photos where he was kind of, as a child, he was like in the campaigns to sell drugs. Oh, yeah. Various yes, kinds. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but anyway, so then there's this kind of like, there's this recording of the funeral that's playing in the house where, like, her casket is and this headless woman with, like, an open casket. But he realizes it's not her because he looks at the hands. Is that true? Well, that's... You find this out later. But he just kind of, like, falls asleep. I really loved... Things I really loved in this movie included this... The kind of time shift of, like, seeing him lay down during the day and then it cuts to him in that position and it's night. Mm. I really liked those jump time... Kind of condensed feeling. So then he wakes up and Parker Posey's there. Parker's there. Incredible. I really thought her scenes were the the richest experience of the movie. So Well, know, I, it was like I, the payoff in a way for having to have sat through so much torture and then suddenly you're like, oh, like we're in a different feeling, at least for five minutes. Well we're like you in know? a f- my my since after the movie it was like I don't feel anything except in this relationship yes like I don't I don't like you don't like any of these characters really no except Parker yes where you're like oh this is like kind of like a three dimensional rich interesting character and relationship yes something there was a history it was it had warmth and it had humor right so that reminds me throughout the kind of movie you're getting these flashbacks to like this bathtub Freudian moment and then like this relationship where you you see the two of them as children meeting on this cruise and like being pulled apart and she's like she like leaves him a note that's like wait for me so he's been waiting for her (laughs) sexually until he's 50 so they have this incredible exchange as she's waiting outside for her Uber. <laughs> <laughs> like that's really the scene that's incredible because it Wait, even when also, she enters the house, it shifts to the back, sort of back to that other tone. The house, we should say, is its own horror in that it's this like mm-hmm. kind of expensive um, craftsman kind of house, but it also is like missing banisters that uh-huh. would keep you safe they're just gone like half so, of half of things have banisters right like and then of otherwise floor and the you could very easily just fall off the edge of anything and die mm-hmm. 
which works really well later on, I think, with uh, the yeah. mother exchange. I mean, it's but, a, it was a good design choice for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and the go, kind go of on. like rich, kind of brutalist craftsman kind of combination. It's like not a typical rich person kind of house. I feel like. Is no, he's I, very Ari Aster. Clearly, like very preoccupied with architecture. Yes. All I mean, the movie throughout sort of... is like very stylish, very chic. Everything is like crafted really well. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, doesn't isn't crafted for like a feeling. No. So. Well, except like um, anger and <laughs> exasperation. Yeah. Well, I and I also think the the comedy is what kills this movie. I like found there, nothing. There, there was nothing there were these, funny. Constantly, these kind of like adolescent, dumb jokes, that would like kind of puncture any buildup of, like horror. There's like that... specifically a moment when he's because okay, so we'll keep going, but like, so he has sex with Parker, po- the Parker Posey character, and Kills she, her. and he, so he's always thought because his he's been told that his father died, while having sex with his mother and conceiving him. So he's always feared that if he had sex, he would die as well. Mm. So he doesn't. And then he finds that Parker, the Parker Posey character has been frozen. There's maybe there's a better word for this. Like petrified. She petrifies. Yes. She's, she's turned into a solid thing, which is like a body cast of her. Because he like that he like pushes her, off of himself. He fills her with so much sperm, built up sperm from fifty years. <laughs> yeah, or it's like concrete or something, you know. Yeah, so you're like okay, and then he's like horrified by that, and then his mother shows up, who is and, Patty Lapone, and who is it? It's Patty Lapone. <laughs> yeah, and that's well, you, which you know, I you know that beforehand. I think you've seen like a picture, the, the kind of funeral cards which Parker mm. has one of those in her house I love that um, and it's a good and then it's this, a good good casting yeah what I however I did not think she, even she could deal with the text that she was required to produce mm. at, oh, well, at like hour three of this movie right at like, that point no, in the film you're like I don't who care. could care about this exactly? Like an endless monologue. But at one point, she, she like, she's doing this like mother monologue to her son, and she turns and it's like this moment, and she turns and like mentions her mother, and it's this like cartoon painting on the wall. This is one of those moments where like the comedy, just like throws the movie into the trash and you're like why are we putting a joke here (laughs) like it's just like an eye roll and you're like okay i guess that's we just needed to do that and that's and that's also after this whole thing where like we've seen these flashback dream things of like the mother putting a child into the attic Right? Yeah. Which, like, I don't know if that's a sibling. I don't even remember, like, what that that 
storyline was. But. Well, it it's, at some point, I can't even remember because it was so late in the film and I was just like so burned out. And I was like, <laughs> he has he has an identical twin. Yeah, we're not. There's like seems to be another child who is put in the attic. Right. I d- and it looked like him. So. Right. So, and it's also like, is that a dream? Is that, but we like return and he's basically like, I want to know the truth about my father. So Patty Lapone is like, well, go in the attic. So he puts him up in the attic and he finds like this old guy, like kind of homeless looking person up in the attic, which we assume is either this sibling or father or him or what. I don't even know. And then there's this giant, like, dick monster. Huge. Absolutely That's, like, in the corner, like... Yeah. And then this guy who's been chasing him from the suburbs (laughs) basically, like, comes flying through the window of the attic and, like, shoots up the penis and I think is killed by the penis as well. Uh, Jeremy? I don't remember. I could not have told you that if I tried and I didn't fall asleep in this movie. (laughs) I don't don't remember that. Yeah, it's just a scene that's thrown in, and then he like leaves the attic, and then he gets in the boat. Oh yeah, so how does this work? He no, because runs, I think he has to run away and jump in the boat to boat away. Does he? Does Patty Lapone die? Know. I also kind of feel like no. he kills his mother somehow. Or like, no, she no, she's alive at the end because she's like in the Hunger Games situation. Right. Well, also he finds out that basically she's been monitor- monitoring his entire life, including his therapist shows up, who we see at the beginning yes. of the film. Oh my and God, we realize that. that like all of his sessions have been recorded for the mother. Mm. So there's this like horror of like mother... Mother uh, knowing. Um, mother knows. Yeah. Mother knows. Yeah, but I don't know... I don't... Yeah. You, I don't know how we... Eventually he leaves... And it's like about. walking into the woods and there's a, a, a kind of ocean pond thing. Yes. He gets in the boat, and he gets in has a boat, motor, and then he, and he ends, goes on an adventure. He, he ends up in this space, <laughs> which is like an arena uh-huh. and his mother's there and the therapist. And so this is the final section. This is it. Which is, a, I assume a reference to this movie that I don't know the name of, but it's, it ends with this kind of trial at the end. Basically, like, the person dies and, like, goes to heaven and there's this, like, big trial about his life. The movie's oh. called, like... God. The Life of Whatever or something. Oh, I, I can't remember the name of it, but... Um, Maybe it I It feels very, been... like, clearly, like, a reference to that, but... <sighs> and then there's... Who's the guy? It's that guy from... He was on. He was a voice of in the A Bug's Life, and he was on. I think, um, Mad About You. Wait, I don't know what his name is. Okay, Mad About You is Paul Reiser, Hank Azaria. Um, no, there's another. There's this other guy who's like a cartoony actor. Um, interesting. Well, what does he what do? What is? Please well, he's remind the, me. He's the like judge. Oh, okay. And they decide that he 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 doesn't he doesn't win and he has to be dead. So he realizes that his feet are stuck to the boat. The boat flips over, and 
the last shot is basically him dying. Yep. Uh, you know, under the... We just see the top of the... Or the bottom of the <clears throat> boat flipped over in this giant stadium. And the credits and, roll. And the credits roll. And it's I watched in, the whole credits. Wow. Because I, I wanted left. to see if anything happened. Basically, and, what I... And I actually really did love this part of, like, the stadium clears out of people. And it's just, like, that's the end. It's like, uh-huh. everyone leaves. It's just so dark and so relentless, and it's not for me. And I like, I in a way, I can appreciate the in the kind of in, the durational effort of it. But I'm like, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I I think it just, I really wish it had been. I wish it had amounted to something more, mm. because. There are, there is this kind of repetitive feeling of like more of the same kind of running around. So much running away. The way, yeah, the way like the constant sort of letting out of air with the comedy that was just so adolescent. I'm like, this is like a 13 year old boy wrote this. Like, what are we doing? So. That, yeah. I Which is, know. you know, the age, basically the age of the younger boy. Yeah. So maybe there's just some, you know, whatever. Arrested uh, development. I mean, I'm glad you remembered that much and could talk me through it because then it reminded me of how much I disliked it. But also, like, <laughs> I, I, I am impressed. It by is a it. respectable film for sure, but yeah. I, it's not a good experience. Well, there's something bad about Ari Aster. That I don't know him at all. I know nothing of him, and yet I'm like I would never want to meet this person. Something's wrong. Well, it's very much like a New York City kid. Like that's the feeling. There's something in this movie specifically of like a kind of like boundaryless. just like access to doing anything or whatever <laughs> and a kind of emptiness <laughs> like that's that is my feeling I don't I, but yeah. you know I thought Midsommar was really excellent I I agree I really like that movie was cathartic it was like something happens it's beautiful it's, it's mysterious so beautiful. it's it's yeah, I, like horror I, and like the way the it, comedy worked in that like really worked for me. Yeah. Also like, yeah, I thought Bo is Afraid is a bit, it's too convoluted and I couldn't, I was just upset. I was upset. It was upsetting. That's all. Yeah, it was upsetting to like watch. <laughs> well, I mean that paint scene was also upsetting in that way. Ugh. But I, I'm like, I, I'm here for that. I'm like here for making a feeling, making like a, that kind of response. Yeah. Uh, but oh yeah, it just doesn't really add up to much. My so is bleeding. Oh my god. How is that possible? What was she up to? I was scraping her along a desk leg, and then suddenly blood. Mm, well. Okay. Wait. Nails. 
afraid well I finished wow here's another sad story uh-huh. so we finished dead ringers <laughs> never a, have I been so disappointed it is kind of the last insane. two episodes it is well, so do you know it took me Disgusting. about it took me about fifteen tries to get through those last two episodes because I kept Cause falling they're asleep because they're so boring and like not good. And then when I finished the last episode, I rewound to make sure I actually understood what had just happened because it was so incomplete. I was like, no. I was like, is that really it? That was it. It's so bad. It's wow. so bad. I can't. I can't figure it out because the thing I keep thinking about is if you can get people to episode four, do whatever you want. Like you don't have to, why are we, why are we trying to like finish the story in some kind of, like it gets really normal in this way where you like have these scenes and like, it's just, you know, saying stuff. And it's, also it's so... saying saying nothing, and then, and then, like, this. I don't know. It just felt so not the way that it ended. I was like, this can't be right. This isn't it. This isn't it. Well, it really does tie everything up, though, <laughs> which I feel like is its big flaw. Like it tries to like make sense of everything, and you're like, I would rather this not make sense and be mm. continue to be excellent performances and interesting structures. Right. Wait, what happens in the last two episodes? Is that when they go to that, the house in the South and there's all, so the there's the house in the South. And then with like this endless monologue by some guy, you're oh, just that... like, why are we listening to a guy talk now? The guy and then there's the this Christopher reporter Guest movies. Is the is the father, yeah, medicine he, man? Person? He's in all those Christopher Guest movies. Well, he's, I mean, I don't know that he does a particularly bad job at this. I think it's just like really poorly written. The whole episode is terribly written. The whole kind of like poetry slave girl scenario is so awful. I'm like. Uh. We're going to make this, we're going to do this political thing, like, really terribly. Because, what, like, it's not worth telling. It's like, we're going to, we have to tell this, this story this way, I guess, politically. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Which, but, like, then why not do it well? Uh, it's, like, so offensive. Very strange. And then, I mean, I don't even, that whole episode, basically that episode ends with, like, the the kind of crazy twin uh, like being pushed out and yeah then, why what did she do I forgot well she like basically like stabs the pregnant woman during the surgery during oh the, yeah she preg- during the birth she fucks up during that birth cause she's crazy yeah so the whole she, the whole thing of like push of like building this narrative to, to like get rid of her 
feels stupid. <laughs> right. But um, then the good one has to die. Is that what happens? Well, yeah, because they, for whatever oh, reason... Oh, right, right, right. They, the like, switch one, places in a way. They switch identities permanently because, like, the good one gives birth and then decides to be dead or, like... Right, does she need to die in order to give birth to this thing? I don't know. We really, like... That was what was so appalled I was like, by, the, by the whole thing that I, like, half-watched. It was very so... difficult. So, I, d- does yeah, Rachel yeah, Vice yeah. then end up, the bad one end up with the girlfriend, or where did she go? I think go? that's what we assume, that she, like, kind of takes over and continues her craziness. Ugh, it was so lab, stupid. The lab. It was absolutely stupid. It loses its entire essence <clears throat> of, like, this, like, wild... I know. Act- acting, performance... Thing. It was so fab for With, a like, couple a comedy episodes, and, and then it just got so stupid. Wow. But um, Peter Smith was here, and they were saying, like, they feel like that's that's such this limited series situation. It's always mm-hmm. like, and this was the this was the case with the staircase too. That first episode was unbelievable. Right. I mean, where that I gave drone it, I, like goes like under the car it's like it's yeah that was amazing sequences. I really made I completely and then just becomes like really regular and boring well when they just started like doing that and then in the next episode we're gonna propose if it was the bird and I was like right. I can't do this anymore I'm sorry yeah um it's too I bad know. it is too bad it is too bad what else has happened I've I've discovered another YouTuber who does, like, DIY things in her apartment in Germany, and she does, like, Ikea hacks. <laughs> uh-huh. It's, fu- it's soothing, somehow. And she shows her yep. mistakes, and she's kind of, like... She's certainly, like, more of a personality than Honey Jubu. Uh-huh. Because she, like, narrates it with yeah, her voice. Yeah, nice mistakes and stuff, too. Yeah, and you see her face every now and then, and... Um, she talks about her like relation, her husband. You know, it's it's fine. It's bad. <laughs> well, we had a big uh, yard sale in Germantown on Saturday, and got a dollhouse, and uh, oh. I met Stanley Cavell's daughter, which was fun. Who's that? And a philosopher, an aesthetics oh, wow. philosopher. Wow. Um, and. Got a bunch of... Actually, we got, like, a, a lot of stuff after the yard sale was over. Of, like, yeah, you can just take this. Oh, I love that. So we got that. chairs and, and miscellaneous. Oh. I got a bunt, a bunt pan. Oh, very perfect. Very nice. It's, like, kind of incredible copper, coppery pink color. It's Ooh. great. Is it standard kind of bunt shape, or is it special? It's pretty standard. It's never been used. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, wow, I love that. It's really fun. I met like a million more gay people who live in Germantown somehow. Wow. It's crazy. Uh, And someone with a pool. Even more. Oh my God. Gay orgies in Germantown at the pool (laughs) all summer long. Yes. Wow. Well, we went to a gathering here in Houston. My friend Oliver, who I went to PMB summer program with in 1999. 
Wow. Um, lives here, had a career with the Houston Ballet, and had us over for a lovely dinner with a few of the other dancers we know. And my, 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 did Ken Oliver cook. Oh, Made an, a beautiful onion tart with like a, mm. a fig oh, and, that and so shallot good. jam. And then, oh no, that the fig and shallot jam was for some lamb, beautiful leg of lamb. Wow. Yes. And then a tomato salad, a green salad, a delicious rhubarb cake that his, um, he has a tenant named Zoe who's also in the company and she made a rhubarb cake absolutely delicious. I'm looking for a rhubarb if anyone has some rhubarb to transplant for me. Oh, you want to make a garden rhubarb? Yeah. I see. Um, yesterday Harriet and I did all the museums one could ever, uh, Oh, the best, best museums. We have amazing the museums. We did the whole Manil complex, the Rothko Chapel, the Cy Twombly Pavilion, wow. the drawing I've never center. been to Houston, but... Oh, you'll like it. It's manageable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then we went over to where Justin is staying at a board member's house, and we swam in the pool and played with Lucia and Patricia's here. Oh, that's so I sweet. And what else? We went oh, someone's to at the, the door. We How went could that be? Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, should I, should I? No, it's just delivery of some kind, probably. Oh. We went to the symphony. I'm busy, I'm busy. Oh, you'll like this. This is crazy. Great. So one night, I got, I got here, and I, I looked up what's going on at the symphony, because I thought, we got a lot of free time. We got to fill our time. So we went to the symphony um, a few days ago, <clears throat> and they did a program which had a couple Stravinsky pieces and a Lily Boulanger piece and um, an Esapekka Salonen piece. And it had this, it started with these little clarinet solos by Stravinsky and the clarinetist came out and they lit him. Well, I was already dubious when it started because (laughs) there were these like, there were these like scrim things sort of framing the front of the stage that looked really janky. Like they just kind of like, flopped them in there and like they weren't stretched properly and like the top one was kind of more of a triangle it was like asymmetrical on purpose and I was like uh oh and they had these like up lights sort of illuminating these scrims and it looked entirely provincial and so then (laughs) so then the clarinetist comes out to play these solos and they light him from overhead with like a flower gobo and I was like and it was like teal and I was wow. like, oh no, oh no. And so then they played the Lily Boulanger and the Especasolin and piece. It was fine, but like the lighting was like far too dramatic to be an orchestra concert. I was like, this isn't mm-hmm. right. <clears throat> Harriet and I moved seats for the second half of the program because we wanted to be closer for the Oedipus Rex, which is this like little opera. And they did a, you know, this like semi staged. Well, no, like, not stage version where the singers just stand at the front, except... I, I need to find oh, the name of this goodness. person because I'm going to drag them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. We don't need to do that. All right, well, you can look it up online if you're curious. But somebody directed this. Creative direction was what uh-huh, they were called. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And they put Someone's together... responsible. This hideous like semi-production of Oedipus Rex with all these ugly projections all over the place on these two mm. sets of screens 
one of the screens was a full screen entirely covering the choir. I mean, it was oh, wow. atrocious. And it had costumes as well for the like for the five or four primary singers. And it was terrible. And then <laughs> and I mean the orchestra played well, the singers sounded good, but the whole staging of it was so humiliating. And it was narrated by none other than and this was the best part of it. Betsy Kyle Ross. Mag- Kyle McLaughlin. Betsy DeVos. What is her name? Who's that Betsy woman? Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Betsy Ross is is that who made the flag? No, she did the flag. She did the flag. <laughs> Kyle McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yes. Humiliating. Kyle. But Kyle was great. Kyle had a great voice. He seemed to understand that, like he maybe was there in person. He was there on stage Goodness. in just a regular suit, like a normal. Does he person. live there? I couldn't tell you if I tried. Because this has to be, like, charity work. Oh, I hope they paid him a fortune to do this, because it's embarrassing. That, that's wild. It was so bad. I'm looking around my room thinking, where is the program for that show? Because I, I guess I can always look it up online. It's fine. We don't need to, we don't need to. uh... Yeah, no. Anyways, it was terrible. Wow. Harriet and I were, at one point, there was a projection of some sort of, um... Um, how do I say this? Like a very like flattened kind of stat like bust. Like it's just a drawing of a kind of a bust of a head, very flat, okay. flattened, very flattened. And it, and it, and it it was I guess Oedipus Rex. And then um, blood started streaming out of the eyes in this like very cartoonish way. And then like everything turned red, and Harry and I started laughing. And then the person in uh-huh. front of us turned around and made. I mean, face it us. That's who made it. That was her. That was him. Jim. Jim. Jim Jimbo. Aye, aye, aye. Such an aye, aye, aye. That sounds amazing. Uh, no. You were depressed by it, not, not gagged by how bad it was. Not gagged. It was a difficult program to sit through, I must say. But I'm glad I think we did laughing it. laughing was, was correct. We had to laugh. You gotta laugh. Live, laugh, love. Live, laugh, leave. Live, laugh, leave. Live, laugh, absolutely leave. But, you know, we made it, whatever. And unfortunately, Evan Leslie, formerly of the New York Library for the Performing Arts, had invited me to... Oh, yeah. They're in Houston now? Yes. Had invited me to... That's so fun. Yes. And oh, I have had a lovely half day with Wow. Did brunch and it's so fun um, that you're there with all these people. I'm here. We went That's the Evan dream. took me to Evan took me to a museum called the Blaffer on the campus. Okay. University of Texas or something? Something? Nobody knows. And um the Blaffer was great. The Blaffer was What kind really, of stuff was there? Um, it was like too, a Turner and like a no 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 Rembrandt. no 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 no. It was not. Uh, it didn't wasn't a permanent collection. It was um. It was two exhibitions by two artists. So there was like an upstairs exhibition, a downstairs okay. exhibition, and both very contemporary. Contemporary. We. Oui. Okay. Okay. But yeah, Harriet and I went through the big giant rich museums uh, yesterday yeah. and saw you know Rembrandt and also like. John Chamberlain and you know all yeah. all, all yeah. the heavy hitters all the heavy hitters 
Anyways. Li- living in Texas. Art, art, art. Art, art, well, art. I saw I saw Pam Tanowitz dance again because I filmed it on oh, Sunday. Oh, I love that. So that was nice. That was That's nice. Great. And it's a good and dance. I, I appreciate it more. More I saw it. It looked overcast, which was nice. No, it was it was like just perfect sunny day on on Sunday. Okay. It was a re- It was I was supposed to do it on Saturday, but that got moved to Friday. Because of the weather, but that allowed me to go to the Germantown lawn. What is it called? Yard sale. Yay! So that was all. Yay. It all worked out. It all worked out. Um. Yeah. So wait, I am in Houston, and I think I am going to do a kind of thirty-minute or less interview with one of the dancers, Jessica, who's been here for Great. a very long time and who I know. And so maybe we'll we'll yeah, either put it at the. No, no, we'll put it... We already did 53 minutes. I'd rather Um, do less. Okay, so Jessica (laughs) and I will do something that'll be more like... um, Well, the problem is their show opens this weekend. Well, promote it right now. Oh, yeah. Go see the show. Jessica, who you'll be hearing from next week about her experience in life, etc. will be dancing What is Jessica's name? Jessica Collado. What is the show? The show is a triple bill at the Houston Ballet called Divergence, which includes a work by Stanton Welsh that he, that he made in the 90s for the Australian Ballet that's really fun and was kind of my introduction to Stanton via a VHS that was circulating Ballet Met right before he became the associate artistic director. And the second piece is a piece from, I think, 10 years ago by Azure Barton. Um that has some excellent dancing and then the third dance is the new brand new justin peck dance um inspired by a a james Turrell thing and carl jensen this artist architect made this cool sculpture and harriet and i made costumes and justin made a dance and brandon sterling baker made the lights and philip glass as you know made the music long ago and the dancers are incredible, and the piece is really fun, and I hope it's a hit. And Jessica does one of the primary roles in Justin's oh, Battle. Well, there you go. There you go. Yes. yes. So come so and see. We have, yeah, it'll be more fun to hear about the experience of doing it. Yes. Yeah, for next week. Okay. So okay. go to Houston, fly on down to Houston, and... Uh, Go see dance. But not dance in apostrophe. It's now closed. Over. You missed it. Or you saw it and loved it. Um, great. Next week it'll be June, I believe. Holy moly. Wow. Okay. It feels... It's. I'm literally like wearing a sweater and cold right now. So. Well, um, I'm about... I'm uh, In two weeks I'll be up at Bard for two weeks. So. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. I think you I've better... gone the first week you're there, but... No, yeah. Uh, no. Uh, yes, yes. Come pick, come pick me up. You want to go to the Midwest and not do your job? No, I want you to stay in New York. Come pick oh, me up. I t- see. Take me to your house. We can make a bun cake. <laughs> Drive you around. Absolutely. Well, we'll do that when we're back. Okay, thank we'll you. We'll definitely do that. Oh, Jeremy, okay, that, was, well... so that was hard talking about that movie. 
I'm sorry that it was it was a hard movie for you to see. You thought you were going to get a comedy, no less. That's how they were selling it, weren't they? I saw a preview for the new Color Purple movie, which is the musical of the Color why? Purple. Why? Okay. Well, it was that on makes my YouTube. a little bit of sense. No, I'm just yeah. like, why remake a great oh, movie? Oh, no, I, I thought so, crazy. too, until I turned it on. I thought, oh, it's the musical, the Oprah Winfrey. Is it Winfrey. Spielberg? He is one of the producing bodies on the movie. Um, Oprah and Steven Spielberg are producing it, but someone else is directing it. And um, Fantasia Barino is starring in the Whoopi Goldberg role, which I'm thrilled about. And it Wait, actually like is that who's that? She is an American what? Idol winner from many years ago. Isn't she Who, old now? Wasn't Whoopi like twenty when she did that? Um, Isn't that a young person? I don't think she's kind of. Uh, well, it looked fine. It made sense. Because Amer- that American Idol was like 20 years ago. Yeah, she might be 40. 38. Okay. I I don't know. Movie magic. also the Broadway, that incredible... What is her name who did it on Broadway? C- Cynthia Erivo. Wow. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I mean, have her do it. She's so... This was... I, I saw that musical. She's amazing. I know, but I think they both did. She was it. Both so Fantasia Yes, been... I know. I know. But I can't imagine. Like, Cynthia is so... It's a different thing. Uh, I, well, I can't imagine. But we'll see, I guess. Danielle Brooks is picking up the role she did in the Broadway show. Taraji P. Henson is joining the cast. Hallie did Bailey. Did it look good? It made me weep. I have to say the preview. I the well tra- the the musical was it was also tremendously moving. Yeah. Even, even though it was a musical, it was yeah quite. I mean, moving. it might end up being terrible, but the the trailer was really well done in that like Hollywood Great. way. I was like, yeah. This I fun. mean, we can't trust tra- trailers, but it's you what we've learned. Certainly but... cannot. And the new <laughs> the new Little Mermaid comes out today or tomorrow. I'm not sure. That looks terrible. Absolutely, I cannot wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Looks absolutely yeah, stupid, but I can't wait. Really bad. Are you going I'm to gonna, a theater to see it? Of course, I'm gonna go to IMAX. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I I don't think I'm going to do that, but um, I guess we'll hear about that soon. We shall. We shall. We shall. Okay. Well, everyone, take care. Enjoy uh, the show. Be generous, and we'll. Uh, Bye, we love you. We love you.